Hello and welcome again to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Salia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. There's a few things we would like to talk about today. First of all, let me just say that here in Taiwan at the moment, we are like uh, experiencing quite bad weather. There's like a, a typhoon passing by. So if you perhaps hear a, a loud noise, it could be just a gust of wind or the wind blew over something or whatever. So don't be alarmed. All right, let's get back to the news. Next month, it's election time in Taiwan. It is local elections. The voters are going to choose mayors for the big cities and also local councillors. Now, just like in any other country, when different candidates are running an election, they attack each other's policies and each other's backgrounds and what have you. But in Taiwan, there's like an added topic of attack. And that is the candidates attack each other's education. Now, just to fill in the story for you to color the picture a bit, so to speak, just like in most Asian countries, in Taiwan, education is very, very important. For example, after the students finish junior high school, they have to write a high school entrance exam. And depending on how well you do in that high school entrance exam, it will determine which high school you can go to. It's not like many Western countries where you just go to the school nearest to your house. And then once you finish your senior high school, now you write a university entrance exam. And then depending on your score, you can go to a good university or one that is not so good. So uh, education is very regulated and, and very important. Even uh, I'm sure also in foreign countries, if somebody in England asks another person, where did you study? And he said, I studied in Oxford or Cambridge. They're going to go, wow, cool. And it's the same here in Taiwan, but even more. If somebody asks you, where did you study? And you mention one of the top universities, they're going to be very impressed. Even many years after you have graduated. So what happened is that uh, when I came to Taiwan like three decades ago, there were not as many universities as there are now. So in those days, just to go to university was already a major thing. And if you had a university degree, you were well qualified. But then here around the 2000s, the president just announced that all technicons and technical colleges, everything is now a university. So that meant that just about everyone could get a degree. So very soon, a degree was not really so special anymore. So people had to get a master's. So nowadays, virtually, I would say, 60 to 80 percent of my students in my night classes have master's degrees because a normal degree is just not enough anymore to, to get a good job. So then, so like many, many people have a master's degree. So now actually, if you really want to stand out, you need a PhD. And so it goes. So it, the, the, the bar is getting raised all the time. Now, what happened when the current president, Tsai Ing-wen, when she became president, somebody, somebody of the opposition Somehow he or she found out that the that Tsai Ing-wen, the president, she wrote her PhD thesis at the London School of Economics. And this thesis, the London School of Economics copy of her thesis, is missing. It was not that they said that she cheated or anything. It's just that they said the thing was missing. And then they found it and it was all over. But after that, until now, it became fashionable, especially recently, to accuse your opponent or another party's candidate of plagiarism. Now it beats me 
how these guys get this information. How is it possible for a normal guy to go and sit down, find a guy's master's thesis, and then see huge parts that look <laughs> suspicious? How do they even find this out? This gets me. It's incredible. But they do, and then they accuse the candidate of plagiarism. They say, oh, you took these whole parts, these 10 pages, you just copied directly from somebody. And then uh, the guy either apologizes. One guy, actually, uh, the candidate for the one party in Tao, in Tao Yuan, another city, the mayoral candidate, he, he had to withdraw. So some people withdraw. Some people just deny it. And there was actually one case or two cases where the university said, okay, so we're going to withdraw this PhD or this master's that we gave to this person. But through this whole thing, the reason why I'm telling you is my opinion is in the beginning when this person handed in his master's or, or PhD thesis, wasn't it the responsibility of the university to check if there's no plagiarism? Surely there was their responsibility before they hand out masters and PhDs like candy. And now many years later, sometimes decades later, these guys get accused, and, and, and sometimes it's true, there was some plagiarism there, but my question is just, it, surely it's the university's um, responsibility. And just in the last week, the National Taiwan Univers University, the top university in Taiwan, said they will be more careful now. <laughs> it's a little bit late, because all these accusations have been flying around already, and these guys have, um, have been denying or whatever. Some even said... They're not even going to respond because they've been public servants for so many years and they've done their duty, they've served their community, they're not even going to respond to these accusations. But it's, a, it's just a, another kind of level of, of attack on your political opponent, which is, I think, not so common in other countries as it is in Taiwan. But we'll see what happens, what's going to happen, if it's going to have any effect. Some people did have to withdraw, but we'll see next month when the people actually vote what is going to happen with this, uh, the whole plagiarism accusations scandal. Anyway, a thing I, I want to mention just in connection with the election next month is that at the same time as they're doing these local elections, there's also going to be a referendum. Now, Taiwan has had too many referendums recently, and many of them the people just ignore. But this is a quite important one because it's about changing the constitution. They want to lower the voting age. Now, in most Western countries, if you are 18, you can vote. But mm, Taiwan is more conservative, as most of uh, Asia is also like that, you know, a little more conservative than the Western countries. And the voting age in Taiwan is 20. So many young people who have graduated from high school and are in university obviously cannot vote. They need to, like, finish their second or third year of university before they can vote. I voted... I remember I, I was just my first year in university, I think. Oh, even before that, I already voted. And I voted in referendums and I voted in anything. So it's a little bit strange that, that these people cannot vote. And I think many young people would really, really like to see Taiwan get in the same, shall I say, in line with the rest of the world, where when you are 18, you can vote. But it's not going to be that easy because... There are around about 19 million registered voters in Taiwan. And for this referendum to pass, it's not because it's a change to the constitution. It's not just a, a majority that will win the referendum. In a normal referendum, like just uh, some silly question like they sometimes do, if you have a majority, the re referendum is, is, a, is a positive. But this one, 
out of the 19 million registered voters, at least 9.65 million must vote yes. Not just must vote, but must vote yes. So that is a tall order. That's virtually half of all the people who are registered to vote. And as you know, the turnout is never 100%. There's never 100% of people voting. So that's going to be a tough ask. If you consider the, the current president was very popular, when she was elected to her second term, she got eight, just over 8 million votes. So that's still uh, more than a million short. If all the people who voted for her now vote in the referendum and they vote yes, many might not. Some of the older people think 18 is too young. They might vote no. So it's going to be a, a very tough ask, but I've spoken to some of my younger students and they are really hoping that this will happen, that uh, that people who are 18 can vote. And we'll have to wait for that also until next month to see exactly what is the, the conclusion there. So most young people hope, but we just don't know what the slightly, so we say the slightly more mature voters are going to vote. They might not vote at all or they might vote no, and both will be bad for the for the people who want this referendum to pass. All right, so that's the election thing that will come up uh, next month. One more thing that we want to talk to you about is uh, something about Elon Musk. Now, we all know Elon Musk, the boss of SpaceX and Tesla. And uh, because he was born in South Africa, I have a soft spot for him. But, <laughs> but he, sometimes, he sometimes says crazy things, like, like once when he said, Tesla stocks are, are too high. So, of course, the next day, everybody who had a Tesla stock just sold it and, the, and, it, and it dropped. So, you can say crazy things that can, that can make the markets a little bit jittery. And, uh, and recently, he's, he's in this bid to buy Twitter. So, and that's not smooth as well. So, wherever he's involved in something, it's never smooth. Except when a rocket goes up, that seems to be very smooth. Anyway, so the other day, he was interviewed and they asked him about Taiwan and China. And he said something to the effect that he hopes that they can make some arrangement where, where Taiwan can become like a special administrative region of China, which is kind of acceptable for both sides. Oh my goodness, he shouldn't have said that. So immediately, Taiwan is furious. Everybody in Taiwan is furious. How dare Elon Musk say that Taiwan must become administrative part of China? Even China was angry and said Elon Musk shouldn't say these things. And then, well, about three days later, China backpedaled and they said, no, no, it's okay. Actually, his plan is not so bad. <laughs> and they gave Tesla a tax break. Now, you must understand why Elon Musk will not say anything to upset China. A huge part of his Tesla production facilities are in China. So you can just imagine, say, for example, Elon Musk said, yeah, I think uh, Taiwan should declare independence tomorrow. The government will probably take those factories, give every uh, communist member a uh, Tesla, and just rename it like uh, another name or something crazy, right? So he just cannot afford that. So he, he, he looks after his business interests, and he said something that he thought will be more favorable in China's eyes. But in Taiwan, people were furious. So, so China then backtracked, and then the Taiwan politicians and government, they really went for him. And until how dare he talks and how dare he says these kind of things. Then, interestingly enough, the Taiwan military said, and yes, from now on, we will not buy any more electric cars from Tesla. And it, 
it turns out they only have three anyway. It's not like they, they have this huge standing order where they buy a thousand Teslas a month. It is nothing like that. It's like minuscule. But anyway, they are angry too, and they're going to stop. Now, in our opinion here at the podcast, we think Elon Musk should have just said nothing. That would have been better. He should have, when they ask him this question, he should have said something to the effect that um, he doesn't want to get involved in politics and that he hopes that they can sort things out in a friendly way across the Taiwan Strait, something to that effect, rather than, than say something that Taiwan should become a part of China, which is a very big thing to say, even if you're a, a, a super rich a billionaire and uh, you are going to upset some people. So that's what we think about this whole uh, Elon Musk situation. Anyway, those are the stories we wanted to share with you today. And uh, especially for our listeners outside of Taiwan, we hope that gave you some idea of how things work here. For our Taiwan listeners, we hope that you agree with most of what we said. <laughs> if you don't agree, you're welcome to let us know. All right, that's the end of today's episode. And until we talk again, goodbye.